Welcome to Bar Chat. That's where it's at. I'm Lexi. I'm Bianca. And I'm Becca. And, and we're chatting all things dance. Right. Before we begin this episode, we wanted to give a trigger warning because this episode will contain discussions about body image, disordered eating, and any other discussions just pertaining the body itself. And we want to make sure that you're listening at your own discretion. So now that we put that out there, the episode theme for this week's episode <laughs> is body image and dealing with that as a dancer, which can always be tough. And I assume that we are not alone with the struggles that we've gone through with our individual bodies. And if you're out there listening, I hope that something that we says, something that we'd say resonates with you, or maybe you know someone with a similar experience, and hopefully we can help you get through that, or just listening might help you get through that as well. But we're going to go through, share some of our stories, and I hope that you guys will take something out of this episode. Yeah, so... Uh... When it comes to dance, um, I feel like I talk about this a lot. Um, your product is your body. So in a way, you're kind of, it's uh, it's all your body and it's like the aesthetic of your movement and stuff like that. So with that, there comes a lot of you being hard on yourself or a teacher being hard on you or just the overall industry and the overall just idea of it being really hard on your body and you spend all day staring at yourself in front of a mirror and that isn't the greatest thing ever in no. the world. For your brain. <laughs> yeah, for your brain and for your mind. So obviously um, we will get a little more into our experience with it and kind of how we deal with it because a lot of it like you can grow and you can heal and stuff like that but a lot of it is just upkeep and for me at least I really like to check in on myself regularly and just make sure I'm making clear choices in the way I'm taking care of myself and I'm being really healthy and having healthy habits so that everything is I'm just being nice to my body because yeah. your body is your vessel yeah and you only have one body so yeah, take you don't get a redo. Yeah. And I think that's the number one thing um, I've learned over the years is what I put into my body is so important when it comes to the nutrition and the protein and all of that. It's so important. So you need to actually be fueling your body. And I feel like that is such an important lesson to learn because... Your body is, you're using so many calories when you dance. Like you're breaking down so mm -hmm. many, I don't know. The, you're burning a lot of calories. Yeah, you're burning a lot of calories when you dance. So one, you need to make sure you're eating enough. And replenishing those. And replenishing them. Right. Yeah. Um, I would love maybe to like bring in um, a nutritionist in one episode or something. That'd be cool. To be talk about it because obviously I don't have the expertise, but right. we can come to you from our personal standpoint mm -hmm. and I mean my personal standpoint is if you're hungry 
eat. So yeah. right. Like Becca said, you are burning so many calories at dance. It is so important that you are fueling your body, not only before, but also after. And I know it's hard as a dancer with the very busy schedule that we have to not be able to eat a full meal or not be able to meal prep because it takes a lot of time and preparation. But as long as you just are carrying nuts or just something in your back, granola bars, little snacks, make sure that you have like a protein drink or something, you know, like you need to make sure that you are carrying food because you need to eat. You have to. It is so important because you are physically exhausting yourself and you need to replenish that because if not, you are going to get very sick. You're going to get very tired. You're going to get very weak and it's so unhealthy for your body. Yeah. Yeah. And that's another thing is um, that's really important to think about because sometimes you are dancing for a lot of hours and having long dance days. So even if you do eat before the dance day, if you're dancing for longer than X amount of hours, you're going to be hungry. Snacking is so important Mm -hmm. because the worst is by the end of the day, if you haven't replenished your body at all, you're just going to be so hungry when you get home and just, it's just not, it's not good for your body and you want to be on your A game. So I want to kind of talk about what we eat in between dance classes for snacks. Yeah. Um, because I'm a big snacker. I yes. love eating meals, but I also love snacking. Same. Like a little too much probably. But some of the things that I carry in my dance bag are granola bars. So whether that's like a protein bar or just like a, like a oatmeal, like nut mm-hmm. bar, you know, those kinds. Um, I'll always have like one or two of those. I love seaweed. Like the seaweed snacks. Oh. oh, yeah. I literally am obsessed with it. I eat those all the time and they're so good. Um, I'm not a big like fan of nuts. I just don't really like them. Just so. eating plain nuts, no, but I like, feel like. But some like, people do like them and they're good like for you. Them. They're a good source of protein yeah, and I wish stuff. I like them more. I'm just not a big fan of them. Um, sometimes I'll have like a juice or a smoothie and always have water too. Like water is so important. Yeah. You need to hydrate just as much as you need to eat. Like. They go hand in hand. Yeah. Our body's like what? 60% water or something? I think it's I think like 80. 90 or 90. Or okay. Like, so 97 or something. Yeah. So Maybe point it's 110. Being, I think it's actually 125. <laughs> Maybe. So what's your favorite snack to eat, Lexi? Well, okay. So the reason why, at least like when we were talking about in the beginning, I think it's so important and the fact that we are stressing, making sure that you eat during class is because I've been there where I haven't and like even recently like there's been days where I've gone like the whole day without eating because I know and I know it's really bad and it's not because I'm doing it on purpose it's because one I'm very nervous about upsetting my stomach because it's like you don't want to eat a big meal because you're gonna hurt your stomach you just feel like a rock especially before Zumba I'm always very careful because like I am exerting a lot of energy so things that I have found that work for me is nuts actually I started eating um you know the everything but the bagel seasoning yeah you love those and cashews I just started eating those and those are great because like I it fills me up it's like a nice sufficient snack and I keep it in my backpack I also like the Trader Joe's sea salt almonds or like the chocolate I'm sure they're good I'm sure they're they're actually really good to have as a little like a tiny little little bite Mm -hmm. because there's so much energy and stuff and bananas yeah I have bananas like I said in the last episode I wish I would have worn Eating a banana before I got a Charlie horse. Yeah, bananas, apples, like all the fruit. Even dried fruit. Yes. Also protein shakes. I love um, that. As you guys know, I'm like allergic to a lot of things. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And so one thing I'm not allergic to is, well, because I'm allergic to a lot of granola bars. But I love the little rice cakes that are flavored. 
Like mm-hmm. they have like um, caramel ones. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The ones that I buy are little rollers. So they're just, and they're already pre-packaged, which I love. They're I so easy. I throw yeah. them in my bag. You can get them at like actually every grocery store. So yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to say, but they're so yummy. Like the ones I have are like cinnamon or, you know, Dolce de Leche. Or but they whatever. even have like cheddar ones or like spicy ones too. They have oh, savory ones. Yeah. They have such good ones. You know oh, and I love pretzels. Bars, you know, the granola bars that I hate, I forget Which the ones? brand, but it's the one that when you open it, the, kind the entire bar? thing goes oh, nature spilling Valley. out. Yeah. Nature like you Valley. open it and then it just like spills everywhere. And I'm like, well, there goes my snack. Like I don't I think they're those. that good anyways though. They're, they're just whatever. whatever. Like yeah. there's other protein or granola bars. Zone like bars better. are really good. I'm not a big fan of like protein bars. I don't think that those taste real. So they have I don't. Yeah, artificial I don't like protein those. in them. Those are but the I only like things bars. I can eat. <laughs> you can. I love one bars. Are so good. Yeah, I've heard people like those. So you guys want to talk about like meals, like breakfast, lunch, dinner, like what the three of us yes. might eat for something yes. like that? Because dancers are very different in their yeah. eating mm-hmm. habits, and we all have different like likes and dislikes. So it's yeah. Interesting. And that's another thing I want to say is um. I feel like topics of what I ate today and things like that can be like a really sensitive subject. So, um, of course, everyone dances different amount of hours. Everyone like burns a different amount of calories. So just because this is what we eat, some some days I eat more because I need more. Some days right. I eat less because I'm exerting less energy. Mm-hmm. So take our our go-to meals with a grain of salt. <laughs> yeah, this is just our personal routine. It's not yeah. something that you need to jot down and do for yourself. Feel free to use it if you like it. Yeah. Feel free to not use it if you don't. It's yeah. totally up to you. Yeah, I make a lot of what I eat in a day videos on my TikTok. Um, and so something for me with breakfast that I'll always go to, I love having a bread in the morning. Like mm-hmm. I love having an English muffin or toast or a bagel. And if I do a bagel, I'll do like avocado on top mm-hmm. with like the everything bagel seasoning. Oh, yeah. Then I'll probably have like some apple on the side or banana or both. And then maybe like a yogurt drink, like the probiotic ones, because they're just really good for you and they're healthy. And I feel like, yeah. yeah. Like, you know what my rule is with, I feel like every meal, I, I it's like the rule of threes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because it has to have like three aspects of every meal, whether it be like, a, like usually it's like a carb, a protein and a vegetable or something mm-hmm. like that. Or like in the morning I'll do like, yeah, like I'll do eggs. Or like a hard with, boiled egg with that or yeah, something. Just eggs, like- always eggs with a bagel yeah. <laughs> and a protein or um, avocado or, or something oatmeal. like that. Oatmeal is really good too with like berries and milk. It's good. Mm-hmm. For me. <laughs> it's good for me. You look disgusted. Well, I'm also allergic to oats, so. Oh. Yeah. Okay, well. Darn. There you have it. My life is so hard. Sorry. Yeah. What about Lexi? Well, I'm going to be honest. I'm not perfect. And some days, like, I'll wake up too late because, like, I'm still in college. I'm still going to classes. And I don't have time to make breakfast every day. So on the days that I do, like, eggs are usually my go-to. But when I don't, I'll either put a waffle in, like, yeah. the toaster, take that and go, and then I come back and have, like, pasta for lunch like my diet is such a college kid diet right now yeah but and like it's very, that's so like, relatable I'm sure so many other yeah yeah but that happens to all of us like we exactly. don't always have like a like we're yeah. not Emily Mariko like <laughs> I was good when like COVID hit because I was home and I can cook and I can do all these things and I was making like I was like a little chef like I didn't know I could do all the things I could like I made salmon I made all these like fun dishes and now I'm like 
Uh, I'm going to have some chicken nuggets in the air fryer. Like genuinely, like I don't have time to make stuff. And then I'm not even home enough. So it's like I'll usually when I'm out, my go to is like get a salad or get some like chicken and rice and like a greens. Like those are my go to when I'm out and can buy stuff. But when I'm home, it's like, what can you make in the amount of time that you have? Yeah. So and that's where the snacks come in when I don't have time to make something and like it won't fill me over. I need to make sure that I have those snacks because if not, then I'm not going to function the rest of the day. Right. And I also know that a lot of people aren't even really breakfast people. Like my boyfriend doesn't really like to have a lot of food in the morning because he's not hungry. Mm -hmm. And I know that some people are also like that. I like to eat in the morning. Me too. But I would just encourage you like as a dancer, even if you're not a breakfast person, just have like a protein shake or something that'll give you some sort of nutrients before you go into your dance class, whether that's literally a banana and water, like something you need to have something in your system before you start it's exerting not energy coffee. yeah not coffee. you need to start having something in your system to get you going before you start doing physical activity right and especially because like you could get headaches you don't want to pass out you don't want to have any issues yeah like that. I'm very prone to headaches so that's why I always need me to make too. sure that mm-hmm, there is if I don't eat and like <laughs> me too. I pass the x amount of hours like where it's like if I don't eat I'm not just like hangry like I will start to like it affects your body yeah and it really shows that like Food is fuel. It is. Well, we always say, like, when we're filming these episodes, we need to make sure that we take a break in between the episodes <sighs> yeah. and eat. Because if not, then we're dead and we're, like, we're we just not hangry, fully though. there. And yeah. like, after this. In the episodes. Like, after this episode, we will go eat lunch. Yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> we need to. Like, we can't get through the next episode without getting something in our bodies to, like, re-energize us. And the same applies to dance. You are not going to be able to, like, affect, not effectively successfully that's the word successfully get through the rest of the dance class without just fueling your body even a little bit like fuel it halfway through make sure you eat something when you get home don't just go take a shower and go to bed like you have to eat just a little something or you don't have to well, I'm not a nutritionist do whatever you want but you should it's good for you yeah um another thing we should talk about when it comes to um body image mm-hmm. is I feel like a big thing that is affected me when I first started was uniform Mm -hmm. because like being a dancer having to be forced to wear these clothes especially growing up at a studio a lot of studios have to have a dress code and they say you have to wear this and you have to wear that and it's usually revealing not revealing black leotard pink tights it shows your crop top and shorts everything shows your figure because usually with dance like dance wear it is supposed to be tight just because it shows your body which makes it easier for the teachers to correct you and see your form and see your technique which is understandable but sometimes the outfits that you are told to wear don't make you feel the best yeah another thing too is that growing up everyone matures differently and that's something that I very much experienced I started maturing and you know getting boobs like at a younger age because mm-hmm. I don't know, you know, every every young um person gets their period at a different point yeah. in their lives. Obviously. People develop we, at different yeah, times. Yeah, right. people develop different times. So I just remember I was so ashamed and I still am and I talk about it all the time in my TikTok. And um obviously I'm still working on it, but I have a lot more love for my body now. Yeah. But I was so Yay. ashamed of Yay! <laughs> I was so Yay. 
Um, yay, I love myself. Like, yay. Rebecca. (laughs) But I was so ashamed of like having a bigger chest or having more of a womanly figure with actual curves because of the fact that like I would look at other people who may be my age, who may be older, who may be younger than me and they're built differently. So I just want um, to talk about that because I'm sure there are people out there who deal with that. And I just want to let you know that. And what I always like got told is someone like, cause I had more boobs or more of a womanly figure. My dance teacher would always be like, oh, she'll like, she'll be happy when she's older. Like she'll mm-hmm. like it. She'll like it when she's older. Cause you'll mature into it. Right. Uh-huh. And like definitely now, like you got to embrace your curves. Like you got to embrace yeah. it all. And I definitely do a lot more now. So that's definitely something, especially with the tight clothes and with the tight uniform mm-hmm. that. I was standing there comparing myself to these other girls and it was really hard for me. Can I just say like on that topic about not feeling comfortable in certain dance clothes, this is to like studios and studio owners that are setting these rules. I think there's a way that you can establish a dress code, but also make sure that each dancer is able to dress for their body. Yes. Like rather than saying, this is the one leotard that you all need to go buy with this neckline and these straps, that's not going to work for everyone's body because everybody's different. Every body is different. So it's like, there's no cookie cutter mold for a dancer. There are so many types of bodies and dancers, and there's no reason why somebody shouldn't be able to just wear a higher neckline or something with more support right. or like a little skirt. Like at my studio, we weren't even allowed to wear layers a lot of the time for warm up. Oh, or they- it was like, take it off and you're just wearing your leotard and tights. And personally for me, I, I run cold. So I was always freezing and like, that's not good for dancing either because no. then your muscles are not getting warm in the way that they need to. Dress code is one thing, but making sure that the dancers that are training to get better mm-hmm. are comfortable. Yeah. That's because, so important. Yeah. I feel like growing up, like, there'd be days where I wasn't the happiest with my body. And I wanted to wear the extra layer. And then you have the dance teacher saying, take your cover-ups off. Yeah. Take your shirt mm-hmm. off. Like, go, go, go. And, like, you're not allowed to keep that on. And, like, really enforcing it. And although I do understand why they do it, but I do believe that it is a little bit of an old-fashioned yeah. um, approach to teaching. Yeah. And there needs to be some lines that like you lenience. don't cross right yeah there's some lenience there's a give and take like if somebody's wearing a huge oversized hoodie and ballet maybe not but there are long sleeve form-fitting yeah. things that will still keep you 100%. warm that you Tiny should sweater you should absolutely be allowed to wear that <laughs> like i don't understand why that's not more widely accepted yeah right? but I we need to start moving agree. in that direction yeah yeah well for me growing up i had always struggled with body image issues i honestly never liked what I saw in the mirror and we didn't start even though I started being on the team at like a young age like third grade fourth grade we didn't implement the like ballet leotards until my freshman year of high school but it wasn't that that made me have the body image issues it was way before that because I constantly would look in the mirror and the rest of my like troop class or whatever they were all like this big and I'm holding up like a little pinky because they were all super skinny and I didn't feel like I compared to them. Like I felt like I was so much bigger than them, but I was the shortest in the class. So always being the one lifted, I hated it because the like, I'm like nine, 10 years old thinking like they can't get me up. Like that was like the worst feeling because I was like, this isn't fun for me. Like they're struggling to pick me up and like 
they probably were fine. And even if they were struggling, it probably wasn't me. It was probably because we're nine. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, you're not lifting at that age, you know, like it's, but it was always something that went like, I don't know that I went, went through my head. And I have a picture of me in my fifth grade ballet costume. And I remember like, you can see me like sucking in my stomach and you can see that I can't breathe in that picture. And I remember like, I don't remember a lot of like, things going through my head at that age. But I remember saying to myself, like, suck in as much as you can so you look good in that picture. And I have that picture. Whenever I look at it, I'm just like, she must be so sad inside. Like, it's like, I hate looking at that picture. It's like, it takes you back. It takes me back, yeah. But I'll never forget the first time that we had a two-piece costume. And it was the super fun hip-hop dance that I absolutely loved. And I looked fine in the costume. And I remember finding out, because we always have these, like, costume books. And then when you see the costume book, like, you get to see your costume and stuff. And I saw that it was a two-piece. And I went home and I bawled my eyes out by myself in my room for probably, like, 30 minutes. Mm. Because I was like, I'm not going to look like them in the costume. I'm going to look so bad. I'm going to look so fat. You're going to see me on stage just dancing around, looking so large. Like, I was so upset when we got that costume. And I will never forget that because it was just, like... Like a really bad moment, yeah. I guess. Cause like, yeah. I don't know, it sucked. But yeah. Did yeah. you ever have like a conversation about that with anybody or did you just kind of like keep it to yourself? Nope. That one I kept to myself just because you just kind of dealt with it. Yeah. Like yeah. it's hard because I liked the costume. I didn't like it on me, mm-hmm. but I wanted to wear it. So I wanted to like it on me. It was mm-hmm. just hard because how can you like something on you that you don't? Like you can't just like change your mindset about that. Like, yeah, you don't feel good in it. You don't feel good in it. And it's so sad that at such a young age, you're thinking those things because although body image issues is a huge problem in the world for people as a dancer growing up, you're so aware of your body at such a young age. Mm -hmm. Like personally for me, I don't really remember a time in my life where I wasn't aware of what my body looks like. Like, ever and I don't know if that's like a taught feeling I don't feel like it was ever taught to me or it was something that I was just always had or something comparing myself to other people but I think that's the perfect moment where I will look back on old videos of me and I'll remember what I thought of myself at that point of my life, I thought I was the biggest person in the world and the largest person. Like, I hated myself. And I'll look back at pictures and I'm like, you're, you're, so tiny. That's the thing. I'm like, you're wait, I wish I had that body no, now. Like, no. I'm like, yeah, but you're a child. That's I know. the thing is like, and also we'll never like, we're, we're women now. Like we are. Women. I also think like, because kids get into dance young typically, but even if it's like a little bit later in your life, the concept of dance is like looking in a mirror, watching yourself move. And the teacher will come over to you and touch certain parts of your body and say like, fix this or suck in. That's like a really big one. They always say like suck in your tummy or whatever. And like, if you hear that as a kid, that could be part of the reason why that like conditions you yeah. to start thinking about it oh, when yeah. you did it before. Thing is when they tell you to suck in when you already are. Oh, <laughs> that's the worst. Oh my gosh. That's like so yep. like they don't even realize, but it's probably like I know. in your head. Like, and I'm like, okay, I, well, I am. I'm like, I can't. I it's can't suck it anymore. Different terms you need to um, dance teachers. And if anyone's aspiring, an aspiring young dance teacher, 
there are terms to use in the studio that are a little old-fashioned. Like I said, I feel like it's not even the dance teacher's fault a lot of the time. I feel like it is a they grew up in that and passed down thing. So I don't think there's, at least personally for me, I'm not one to put a lot of blame on people because a lot of people don't have knowledge or education on certain things or self-experience or just self-realization because they yeah. probably thought those same things as you as a kid. Mm-hmm. But I feel like there are certain things like, I can see your lunch. <laughs> that should not be said or in a classroom. the typical holiday one, watch yeah. what you eat over the holidays. Like, yeah, don't Thanksgiving, go, don't Thanksgiving, like, don't feast, you know? Yeah. I never got that. You want to like, make sure you fit into your recital costume. Well, you've made a couple TikToks about the yeah, holiday. The Thanksgiving yeah. theme, because yeah. like you always measure for recital before the holidays. And they're like, well, you want to fit into your costume. That's another thing. Getting measured, I hated that. And I, again, I'd always be like sucking Sucking in because I'm like, this is so embarrassing. And then sometimes like seeing the numbers is the worst. Like even for my dance company now, like because I'm the president, I don't take the measurements, but I still have access to it. And if I accidentally click on it, like I see my measurements and I'm like, I I don't want to see it. Like I just, I'd rather not because there's no reason that like a number should make me upset. Yeah. Because a number doesn't define how I look or feel. Not at all. Yes. Which 100%. numbers are just numbers. Yeah. And yeah. everybody distributes things differently. And like the number has nothing to do with anything. Like it's literally yeah. just a number. And if we're talking about numbers, there's <laughs> so, there's like backstory to this, which we may or may not get into. But I've gotten to a point now where anytime I go to the doctor, I do a blind weigh-in because I'm like, I don't you need to You can do know. that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah so you can um, you turn opt around. out of it or oh, like tell them, I don't want to know you. Like, please. Because sometimes even sometimes it's I great. won't look. Because I don't want to know. Yeah, they just tell you to turn around. Sometimes I won't around. look and the nurse will say it out loud. And I'm like, oh. Mm-hmm. Well, that's <laughs> why like every single time I go, I'm like, I just want to let you know, like I want to do a blind way and like, please don't tell me because all it's going to do is make me upset. Yeah. That's it. Even if it's a number that's like better than before, I don't want to know. It's not even about making you upset. It's about creating thoughts in your mind. Exactly. That shouldn't really be addressed yeah and it took me a long time to get to the point where like I didn't want to know because for a long time I wanted to know and I'd weigh myself every day like there was a point where I was weighing myself every day and that was not healthy because weight fluctuates obviously with did you know that your weight can fluctuate um up to like eight pounds scale when you're on your period I'm not surprised yeah that makes sense so literally depending on where you are in your cycle or your ovulation can determine how much weight you weigh. Wow. Which is, weight is such a random thing. Like, it means absolutely nothing. I don't know how much I weigh. I haven't weighed myself in a year and a half. Mm -hmm. I have no idea. I don't think I ever want to know again. Just because, I don't know. There's no need. Not necessary. Yeah. Yeah, it's not worth sure. it. But going back to what you said earlier about having boobs, I was the, <laughs> I was the same way. We're like growing up, like I developed much quicker than the rest of my other like teammates. And something always said to me would be like, you have to tape them down. You have to double bra because we can see them bouncing on stage. And like, <laughs> there's nothing like I, okay, this is funny. There was one time where like the first time I was told to tape them, I did. I took duct tape and I just Eesh. like taped right across. <gasps> duct tape? Yeah. <gasps> Because I didn't know any better. I know. But, and like, oh. actually, it's funny because 
I have a picture of it in the costume that I already <laughs> felt uncomfortable in the two-piece costume. You have like the best pictures of like iconic moments that <laughs> I know. happen. Like, I know. And it's like you just see the like slice right across oh. the picture. It's so funny. And then like, yeah, it's just I've always had boobs. That's always been a struggle yeah. too. Especially when you're doing like floor work, rolling on your stomach. Like I hate it. Because I'm like, they're in the way. Like Also, but, like, you know, a lot of dance costumes, a lot of dance clothes, a lot of clothes just in general are made for people with smaller boobs. Yeah. So I never fit correctly. My I was always the only person with the my strap showing, even if they were clear in the well, costume. That's the thing. Like so many costumes, especially when you would do like production dances and have a unit like a costume in unison and they were all the same they're made for like younger children who haven't developed yet so when someone who's fully developed wears that costume it's not the best look like it just it looks it's not flattering and it no. doesn't feel flattering yeah and that's the thing about dance is like i'm still on a journey to this day yeah, to find a bra well to find a bra oh. that's supportive and we're on a journey they should have better dance brands for that too. well can i say i absolutely no. despise the dance bras the ones with the clear straps I've never they are even so uncomfortable one. they I always use, you know the straps always come off to um keep my boobs in place for dance things kt tape really the clear nude yeah, version about that. i'll tape my boobs with kt tape i've kind of just given up and done band-aids well, we've all done that too. Yeah. <laughs> well, the worst is if you're in a dance where there's like a lot of jumping going on. Yeah. It, it's painful to Especially not be having any support. Hip hop, you need a bra. Oh, yeah. It's I, a, If someone has yeah. some good bra recommendations, I think that's my. Please let us know. I think that's we are my still new hunting. goal for the next few months is to find a good supportive bra mm -hmm. that is cute. Yeah. <laughs> that's one thing. Yeah. It has to be cute. Finding dance clothes that are flattering and that you feel comfortable in, of course, in the realm of your dress code is so important because you want to look good what you're dancing. You want to look at yourself and be happy with what you see. And 80% of that is what I'm wearing, at least personally for me. Yeah. And I cannot stand, I don't know if you guys can relate, if I'm wearing something and I don't think I look good in it, my day is ruined. Me I'm too. like done. I'm literally done. That's why I will. I always, if you see me, my bag is filled. You would think I'd be at the studio. If I was sleeping there for the next week. <laughs> I always bring so many extra pairs of clothes, but it's like, okay, if that's personally what I need to do to make sure that I'm feeling my best in a dance class and that's getting smart. the most out of my dance class, then that's what I'm going to do. I yeah. always say like dress to impress, but dress to impress yourself. Yourself. Yeah. 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 Because I think for most people, you feel better when you think you look good and when you feel confident in what yep. you're wearing. That goes for dance or not. Like, that's just a rule of thumb. You know what I don't feel confident in anymore? Mm. Leggings. Really? Yeah, I just like... I feel that. When I'm dancing, I just feel like because when you wear <laughs> leggings... Like, no, it's not even that. It's like, since you wear them so often while dancing and working out and stuff, they lose their, like, elasticness and, like, uh, it just down. starts falling and, like... Pulling out my pants during dances, I absolutely hate doing. And it's just like distracting me from the main goal of the dance, you know? And I don't know. I just, I started wearing joggers now. Those are I my like go-to dance pants. And like, biker shorts. I love biker shorts. I don't like leggings because they feel restrictive. Like I can't get my leg up as high. Like I have these one pair of Lululemon leggings, the only ones that I own by them. <laughs> and they're so restrictive. I don't own anything from them. They're like so tight and I feel like it restricts my flow. Like I literally can't. Like yeah, I much prefer like- weird. 
weird. They're just like, I don't know. I haven't found the right pair yet, but something about them just feels like it's holding me back in my dancing and I can't um, get down with that. I haven't literally. found the right pair either because I'll find a pair and it's good for a bit. And then, then once, like after a month of wearing it, I'm like, okay, I need a new pair now because these are worn out. I oh, love yoga pants. I will say that. Yeah. I will say that I, my favorite um, brand for leggings is not Lulu and it's Aloe. I've, I've never had anything from like Aloe. Aloe. I don't know I'm it. like, I love Aloe. I'm obsessed, but I think they have the best pair. Um, but I will say the only thing I, I never wear leggings class, but I like wearing them for jazz class, especially if you're doing like a heels, like you're wearing your like Leducas. Yeah, that's yeah. fair. Um, styles like that. But yeah, definitely. I also find that my clothes for dance class fit better when I'm sweating. I will show up to dance class and I'm like, oh, I don't know if I necessarily feel good in this outfit. And then 15 minutes in, I'm sweating. I don't know my clothes fit better. Interesting. Is that not a well, they probably they just settle. They, they settle. probably settle. No, and- but they also fit better. Like there's something about like they stick to the right places. They stick where they need to stick. Yes. Yeah. And you're probably not thinking about it as much because you started the class. Yeah, that's like, another thing. I'm already here. I'm wearing these clothes. I got to dance. Yeah, yeah, when I'm... Okay, do you ever go to a dance class? I mentioned this the other day to my friend, but do you ever walk into a class with like, you know, like your weekly dance class or whatever, and everyone is standing in front of the mirror like this? Yeah, I just made a TikTok about Fixing that. Fixing like, their hair. I did too. Everyone, during class, yeah. Like the music's playing, the teacher's at the stereo, getting ready for class, and everyone is looking at themselves in the mirror like, Fixing themselves. Yeah. It's and just it's funny so because true. the same thing happens. Sport. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the same thing happens right when you finish a dance. The first thing you do, pull up your pants. The second thing you do, fix your hair and tighten it. Like a teacher. It's just so funny. A teacher says, okay, we're going to go across the floor. Everyone walks across the floor watching themselves. Yep. Like ad- adjusting their pants or you're adjusting their shirt. The mirror yeah. is a I, blessing and a you, curse. Watch it. But it's also funny to like think about it because it is like, Dance, you have to be selfish. Dance, you have to be vain. Mm -hmm. You're staring, as I said, and I will repeat saying, you're staring at yourself all day long. But like, that's why sometimes it's better to get a little vain with it because if you let yourself get to that dark place of, I hate everything. I don't like this about me. I don't like this about me. You're going to fall into a hole. So sometimes you just have to be like, oh my gosh, I look so good. Speaking of dark place... Should oh. we get into it? Just transitioning. Just like a segue. Okay, so you can start. Dark place. Yeah. Anyways, so for me, just growing up in the dance world, like like I said, like that's been rough just body image wise because you're so aware of how you look, how you feel, how you look in certain costumes, etc. And I feel like I hit like my rock bottom with body image when I stopped dancing because of COVID. And it was weird because I would have expected that the least. Yeah. Just because like, well, you're not dancing every day. You don't have to put yourself in the leotard. You don't have to do all these things. But then just, I think, it, I think I felt so much worse not dancing because aside from all of, I wouldn't say the pain, but all of like the self-consciousness that dance gave me, it also gave me a sense of happiness and yeah. freedom and a way to express myself. And once I lost that... All I had was to focus on the Mm self-consciousness and how I felt and how I didn't like how I looked. And then because of COVID and because dance stopped pretty much for like a good year and a half, like I really was out of dance for a year and a half. I wasn't working out or like, well, I did go to the gym a lot because I felt like I needed to, but I wasn't dancing. And like 
dance became such like such part of my routine and it was an everyday thing where like because I stopped doing that I started to change like my body started to change which is okay yeah and I think I just started to feel really lazy and I didn't like how I looked because I thought that I was just sitting down all the time and just eating because what else were you supposed to do? Like going on one walk a day, it's good. But my body was used to walking around all day, going to class, standing up. Like I took away my routine. And I think that's where I started to lose like my sense of self a little bit. That affects you mentally too. It really did. Because dance is a different release than going on a walk or going to the gym. That's why we do it. Exactly. And so this is where the trigger warning in the beginning especially comes to play at least for my story is because I started to develop an eating disorder and it started to get really out of hand because I didn't have anything else to do except fixate on that which it got I I just got to a really bad like mental place because that's all I was thinking about and all I thought about was like what I was going to eat and then how I was going to burn it off and I lived in a building at the time because I lived at school during not like covid quarantine in 2020 but like my sophomore year hybrid yeah like when we came back we were all virtual i wasn't even hybrid but i was living at school and it was rough because i was in a room with one other roommate and then we had two other roommates like sharing the apartment so we were in very close quarters and i felt very confined and there wasn't much to do except fixate so like the building I lived in had a gym. I'd go there like twice a day because I felt like I had to. I felt like I had to get out. I needed to move. I would go on like five mile walks just because I felt like I needed to. And I wasn't doing it for like a- Every day? I tried, yeah. Wow. Like three to five mile walks. It depended. And like, even I remember I got like my COVID booster and you're supposed to rest. I went on my three mile walk and then went home and threw up because I was so dizzy because oh like you're not supposed to go on like yeah. a three, five mile walk right when you get the vaccine. So that was a bad idea. But it was just the cycle of like, you. this is what you like have to eat. And then this is what you have to do you to make, burn it off. You make your own rules for yourself that are mm-hmm. so unrealistic. It was so bad. And you so put bad. restrictions on yourself that oh, like you don't need to be doing. Exactly. And I started using like, you know, there's a whole bunch of calorie counting apps. And like I did two at the same time, which is bad because like one was a point system and one was calories and they're not meant to go together. Like it's one or the other because there's different rules. But I did them at the same time, which canceled out a lot of things that you can eat. Hmm. So like it was just not great. And I remember like just being around, like I said, like I was very... Like, I was in very close quarters with my roommates being around their food and, like, seeing them eat so freely and not have to think about it was really hard for me to watch as well because I didn't even want to be near it. Like, I stayed in my room a lot or went out and went to the gym or walked because I didn't want to be in the kitchen. Mm -hmm. And I started meeting with, like, a nutritionist and, like, a therapist just because I needed to, like, talk about it. But it was... Very bad for a while. Yeah, and wasn't it also, like, your roommates also started noticing and, like... Yeah, well, actually, that's the thing. Which is very, like, I didn't notice it, and so I obviously had an eating disorder, and I didn't realize for a while. And I kind of just was like, well, this is who I am now. Like, I'm just being on top of myself, I guess. Like, that's kind of just what I thought it was. And so many of my friends, because there's four of us in the room and then our other four friends live right next door. So it was eight of us all the time. And they saw me every day and they saw this bad habit and like this pattern I was creating. Mm -hmm. And like, 
I, I remember, I don't remember which one of them I was talking to, but I was talking to them and someone said something like, yeah, well, like we are worried because like you do have an eating disorder. And I was like, what? Like, what do you mean? And they were like, yeah, like, well, we've noticed it. And I was like, no, I can't have an eating disorder because I'm not skinny. Like that was mm. like exactly what I thought. And I was like, there's no way that I can have that because in my head, you had to be like super skinny to have an eating disorder. And I didn't look like that. Therefore, I didn't have one. And like that comment really stuck with me because I didn't understand it until I did. And I realized. Yeah. And it was kind of like somewhat of a turning point, but not entirely because it was until I processed it and decided that like I have to try to change something about it. But it was hard because how do you change the cycle that you've created for yourself when you're not ready to break it, you Mm -hmm. know? And I think what helped me get out of it was when things started going in person again. Like once my life started to continue and I had other schedules and other patterns to follow, I kind of broke out of that one. So I was fortunate that I was only stuck for that, for like for X amount of time. And you're very lucky to have people in your life that like, Absolutely. Yeah, I will thank them stuff. every day for that yeah. because I didn't realize. It. Yeah. And if they didn't say anything, I wouldn't have known. Right. And it's also yeah. nice that your roommates aren't dancers. So, yeah. And don't also deal with eating disorders. Yeah. From mm-hmm. my understanding yeah. of it. It's just funny because it's like you would have thought that that would happen to me during dance, but it was when I lost dance when but it that got makes no, sense that's very understandable. Too, yeah. Because it's a big shift. Well, I was just confused why. Like, why it didn't happen during dance and why I didn't resort to that. Mm -hmm. Like, while I was dancing, like, even during high school, just, like, the vigorous schedule of dance. Um, But it's really nice now because I never thought that I would be able to look at food again and not see good or bad or not see numbers. Mm -hmm. And I can do that now. And it's, like, genuinely, like, it makes me so happy because I never thought I would break out of that. And... A Snapchat, like a Snapchat memory came up the other day and it was like me crying in the bathroom and it was like, I don't even know who I sent it to or. I saw it. Yeah, like maybe I like, no, no, it wasn't like, I don't know why I initially took it. Like, I don't know what it was, but I said something like, is this ever going to end? Or like, am I ever going to like not have to deal with this anymore? And seeing that, like, like 2023 Lexi, seeing that and being like, it's going to end. It's going to be okay. You're going to get better and you're not going to be in this place anymore. It's just, I think, one of my proudest accomplishments, if I'm going to be honest. Yeah, because absolutely. It was something that I never thought I'd escape, and I did. So, so wow. Thank you yeah, so much, yeah. Lexi, for sharing yeah. that. Um, stories <laughs> like that are really, like, even hearing it, and I've already heard, like, <laughs> this story before, but even hearing it. I haven't heard it like that. It, it like, hurts my heart, yeah. and that's something that's really interesting to think about because you look at someone that you like of course we're friends so like you look at someone that you like really care about and the first thing you think is like why like why would you do that like why would you think that about yourself like why why would you have these like negative thoughts about yourself when it's like really you are your biggest like Critic. critic critic yeah and it's really sad so I I'm glad that you're out of it. And me too. Me too. I think if this story teaches you guys anything, it's go get help because I think that because you leaned on the support of your friends and your family and was really open about it, mm-hmm. is the reason why 
you are in such a good place now. Yeah. And, and your you, work too. Yeah. Like, yeah. What you put into it. Yeah. 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 Your work as well. It's team effort. It, no, it truly is. Like, yeah. 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 Um, so my experience is a little bit different. I, and I feel like I see this a lot with other people too, but going into college, I feel like I went from a world where I was kind of one of the only dancers in my studio growing up that was actually somewhat serious about dance. It was like me and maybe two other people, everyone else was doing it sort of recreationally. So when I went to college, it was kind of the first time that I met people that was as serious as dance as I was. And in an environment like that, it was also the first time I had been surrounded by people with eating disorders and other people in my life and my friends and different things like that. It was, we were all around it. And there are so, there's, I don't even know how many, but there's like hundreds of different EDs in this, in the world. So of course, everyone has different EDs and there are um, a lot of people when they're in it, they um, deflect and they talk about it and they have like a very unhealthy mindset. So at least for me, like being in a group environment with other people that have maybe different EDs than I do, or even if it is the same, it you're kind of around it. So you witness it, which is weird because you said you were around people that had such a healthy eating mm-hmm. habit. Whereas I was around people that didn't. So I feel like I started to like take Maybe advice. If we yeah. Well, I started <laughs> to learn how to like these bad habits from what I saw. And it I kind of like was taught it and I learned it a little bit, which I that's why I am so like serious about um never really getting into like extreme detail about certain eating habits and unhealthy eating habits because it is kind of a learned thing like Mm -hmm. that is kind of a hard topic to talk about but yeah for me it was just really hard to be around other people with eating disorders and it is just it's a weird it reflected onto you yeah it reflected onto me but then it also sort of turned into like a competition of yeah. Who ate the less, least amount. Or That's like so terrible. Who I don't know. And I'm not saying this about anyone around me or anyone like that. It was maybe all in my head, but that's what I was thinking. And that's how I saw things. Right. So it was just not very healthy for me. Yeah. Um, yeah, but now, which is why I also very much stress surrounding yourself with people that aren't dancers because being in an environment with only dancers, you can very much surround yourself with this unhealthy mindset in more ways than just EDs and body image. So even like now I have um, this at the time I didn't have a boyfriend, but now I have a boyfriend and we've been dating for a few years and watching him have like such a normal relationship with food if you don't know, my boyfriend is a musician and so he does nothing athletic at all. So, <laughs> which I kind of love and he never danced. Like he has no concept of like EDs or anything because that's just, he's just a guy and 
He just eats pasta when he wants to eat pasta. Like, that's just it. So it was so healthy for me to kind of, like, view that from such an outsider's point where if he was hungry, he would eat. Right, yeah. if he wanted something, he would get it. And it's just so refreshing to surround yourself with things like that. And it's it's nice to know that, like, there are... Because when you're so stuck in the bubble of being around so many dancers... It's, I just always assumed or always had this idea in my mind that, oh my God, my voice cracked. I always (laughs) had this idea in my mind that everyone, like in my head, I was like, oh, everyone has an eating disorder. Everyone has body dysmorphia and everyone has body image issues. But like people aren't, like people don't. Wait, that's funny because I thought the opposite. Like, I literally, in my head, I was like, I'm alone. Nobody else is going through what I'm going through. Like, nobody can understand. Yeah, in a way, that too. I also felt that. But there's both. Within the ED world, I felt like I was alone in my my relationship with food. But I also felt that (laughs) everyone I surrounded myself with also had an eating disorder, which probably was the furthest from the truth. But when I was in it, I was like, oh, so this is just normal, like, whatever. And then I would watch other people with normal eating habits, and I was like, that's weird. Like, uh-huh. that's... I've never <laughs> experienced that before, but like, it are also... Are they eating all of that? Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Anyway, sorry, that was funny. <laughs> just the way you're going to eat all of that? Like, that just reminds me of, like, life anyways. No, because that was, like, the voice in my head. Like, that was, like, what I'd say to myself, like, you're going to eat all of that? Like, maybe don't. Like, yeah. Maybe, like... Maybe just don't. Yeah, which is not okay. You want to know what's funny, though? I'm, like, sweating talking about this episode. Like, guys, I know. I really hope you're appreciating this because this is making me so nervous. Like, I don't like talking about this. Like, okay. I know. It's weird, like, trusting people with this information because it's a big part of, like, who you are. But I was going to say a funny story, and my roommates always laugh at me. Not, like, laugh at me, but, like, so when I was going through my eating disorder, I, like, would look up, like, healthy recipes and stuff. Like, I would try to eat things that, like, for example, like, I needed something sweet. So then I could feel like I had my dessert. And I would make this, like, nasty, like, brownie, banana, mush, brownie oh thing. God, and, like, yes. they would always laugh at me because I'm like, mm, it's a brownie. And they're like, that's not a brownie. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, that's not a brownie. Yeah. Like, it was so gross. Yeah. And, but like, it's like, eat the brownie because... Eventually, don't restrict yourself yeah, from the things I that you show, want. I didn't show you guys a picture Just of like how brownie. nasty this banana brownie mush because it was like cocoa powder and bananas and no. like that was it. And they were like, "That's not a brownie," and I'm like, "But it's so delicious." And they're like, "I could see in your face it's not." And I'm like, "Yeah, yeah." Like, because yeah. the minute you say I can't eat this brownie, it's so bad for me. You're never gonna not stop wanting to eat the brownie. So you eat this brownie mush, and then a week later, you're still wanting a brownie. And then you're going to eat more brownie mush. And it's just a cycle. And then eventually you'll probably eat the brownie. Or then and it's you like just eat the brownie. junk food. Because exactly. you didn't allow yourself a cookie. Well, exactly. That, yeah, that's then what just happened eat to me. the brownie. Can and I then just you say, wouldn't be like binging. Right. Like one of my, I guess you could call it a mantra with food is just like everything in moderation. That's kind of how I go about it. Like, if I want pasta, I'm going to have pasta. If I want a salad, I'm going to have a salad. If I want to get popcorn and candy, I'm going to do it. And one meal like that is not going to change your body. That's not how it works. Like, the biggest tip is that if you, like, don't restrict yourself because if you do, that's when the issues of, like, binging can come up and then feeling like you have such a, like, deficit of sugar or something that's just a little bit more, like, an indulgence like 
you have to allow yourself to be a human. And I know it's a process for everybody, but like allow yourself those moments to have cake or have something super healthy. Like it's all about balance. It's all about moderation because that's what's going to keep your mind and your body together. And And then you'll also start craving like healthier foods. I don't want to say like less calories or whatever, but like once you allow yourself to eat in a way that's like, like you said, everything in moderation and like allow yourself to have it, you won't want it as much. Yeah. Cause then it didn't, doesn't turn into like the forbidden fruit because that's exactly like, I don't know if that happened to you, but that happened to me where like, I think it's because my roommates would be home all the time that I was like, well, like they're aware that I'm eating very particularly. So I don't want to just like randomly eat a brownie because they're probably going to be confused. Mm-hmm. So if they would ever all leave the apartment, that's when the binging occurred, mm-hmm. which is weird because I'm like, oh, I'm alone. So like, I think being left alone was the issue. But then once I got through it and like allowed myself to have it when they were there, then I didn't need it when they were gone. Yeah. If that makes any sense. Yeah, because it's not hiding in secrecy. Exactly. It's out in the open. You don't exactly. feel like you're keeping something from yeah. somebody. Yeah. And- I kind of do just want to touch on my experience because yes, please. Yes, please. I, well, first of all, I do want to say that I'm proud of both of you for overcoming those issues and you're both it's a beautiful. Daily, it's a daily journey. Yes. But like you've come <laughs> very far already. So that takes a lot. So I just wanted to say I'm proud of you for that. Um, Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> it's so weird being I'm like, serious. please stop being proud of me. I like, know. I'm like, no, wait, like, just call me ugly and like, let's move on. Okay? I'm like, no. we had our vulnerable, mo- like, mo- moment moment like, are we gonna hug after this episode no, I know. too I'm like, like don't what? like don't give us praise because me and becca like we we're sitting here we're like we can't take this right now yeah because you're being all serious like, i'm not oh, even looking at and her i'm like uh-uh. no but like, no it, i know but it's just true but i'll get past that point so you're not cringing anymore <laughs> yeah thank you um <laughs> go ahead i becca. personally have never dealt with those issues Woo-hoo! i i had Woo! never <laughs> I had never dealt with an eating disorder or any sort of body dysmorphia. And I, but it's proof that it can right. happen. But that's what I want to say. Beautiful. What I want to say is that an eating disorder doesn't have a look. You don't have to be super skinny to have one, and you don't have to be at the opposite end of the spectrum to have one. Anyone, anywhere can develop disordered eating. And that's something that people in society and in the media don't talk about yeah which is something that I want to talk about is that I know that I'm skinny okay I know that I'm my arms are very thin and if you've seen any of my videos maybe you've noticed it too people are built differently and everybody distributes their weight differently and just because you see someone that's really thin doesn't mean that you get to assume things about them right I get a lot of hateful negative bullying comments on my social media daily of people saying like Somebody, okay, this is also kind of a trigger warning, I guess, because it's kind of terribly said, but somebody was like, she's going to be dead in a year. Please eat. Mm. Like they said that. They're like, I'm so sad because she's going to be dead in a year. And it's like, why would you ever say that to somebody? Because let's say that I did have a problem and I saw that comment. Right. You're not helping anybody by doing that. That's literally just perpetuating the issue. And then they come back and they say, well, actually, I was just concerned. No, you weren't. So please don't, anybody on the internet, if you see somebody, a dancer specifically, and you feel like you need to make a comment about their body in that way, just don't do it. One, because you're not their physician. Two, because you don't know if it's true or not. You don't know them. And three, because it's literally bullying. So nobody needs to hear those comments. Like just drop that kind of rhetoric because it's not necessary. Other than that, Commenting though, on anyone's body at all is completely It's unwarranted. 
I don't care okay. if you're concerned. You're not going to fix it. You don't know me. If during the period of my eating disorder, I received any comment regarding it, I feel like that would have like just been okay, exactly. the end of the world. Like I would have, I, cause I'll get comments on my body, not as regularly as you do. Cause I know that you get a lot, but I get some every now and then where it's like, Oh, like it's nice seeing a large dancer like but you. But that's also and I'm like, rude. Wait, what? Like I'm just doing a POV skit. It's like, only it's so. Like what? It's just rude because not because of anyone's body type, but just because who asked you to say that? Like they're like, oh well, you know, if you're a bigger person, then people bully them. But it also happens on the opposite end of the spectrum. Right. Anyone's body is not up for you to determine what's going on in their life. Like you don't know them. You actually don't know them. So keep your comments to yourself on that front. Because like Lexi said, if that comment was made to her during a sensitive time, that's not good. And while I am skinny, I talk about it a lot that I have healthy eating habits, but people still don't believe me. And I think that that's really messed up. But what I would like to say is regardless of anybody's body type, People can be healthy. People cannot be healthy, but it's not up to you to determine it or to insinuate that there is an issue present because once again, you're not their doctor. So just leave it at that. Um, and also like, I just feel very fortunate that I didn't have that issue growing up. I wasn't around that kind of environment even, but you might not believe me because I was big on the ballet thing. But for some reason, like I just didn't, I was not exposed to that kind of thing at, at a young age. Thank God. Well, I feel very blessed for that because I know so many people that didn't have that opportunity, I guess you could say, like blessing to not have to go through that. But the comments that are made about me are what like make me more insecure. Like I, I've never had any sort of issue and I've never had any sort of insecurity about my body until I hear comments like your arms look like a toothpick or whatever they say. It's like those are the bullying kind of tactics and comments that start like making you think like, oh, like maybe I am too skinny, whatever. But you might have never thought about it before. And that's why I'm so that's why I'm so serious. And I stress the fact that. Strangers are not entitled to make comments about people's bodies in that way, whether you look like this or whether you look like this. It's just not warranted. <laughs> and if you're not, sorry, it was just funny. I know you're just at pointing us. at us, but it was. <laughs> it, oh was no, I didn't mean it like that. No, I was just saying, just like, like, look like Becca, or you no. look like Becca. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, I wasn't referencing that you guys. Was okay. I just meant like if you I look myself. like thing myself one too. or thing two, whatever it is, like. It's just not something that's healthy on any front. And I know a lot of those people are just bullies, but you know, it's important. It needs to be said Can because, I ask you a question? yeah. Has any of those comments made you like spiral or sent you into a place where you started to get like super insecure or? No, it's only a momentary thing where okay. like if there's a comment, I'll think about it for a second and be like, that was so rude. And I don't know why anybody would say that, mm -hmm. but yeah. now I'm second guessing myself in the moment, but I am a very strong person and I have to keep my head leveled to the point where like, you can't let those comments get to you. In well, that way. You know what it is. Too. It's like, psh, just forget about it. Bianca, you're lucky at that age. You're at the age where you're, you're very, you're, you know who you are and you're very set in who you are mm -hmm. and you're, you're, you're very proud of what you are and you love yourself yeah. and you're set in your ways. It's when those comments are 
um, started at a younger age mm-hmm. where you don't maybe necessarily have like, that sense of self. A sense of self and is when it creates problems in the future that can last for years. And also on that front too, while these comments are made to me every day and me being a strong person, that's one thing. But these people that comment these things are doing it to other people that aren't right. as strong. And that's where the problem is. They're lucky they're dealing with me because I can handle it in a sense. Not that I want those comments, but I'm not I'm not going to have any issues because of it. But certain people that actually do have a problem present, if they receive those comments, that is so bad and that's so toxic and it could really hurt somebody. So you have to actually think of it as, yeah, this is the internet, but people are humans on the other side, just like you. We're not some robot that is like a two-dimensional make belief like figment of your imagination they're real people so when people see these comments yeah they take it to heart and it might trigger some certain people so you have to be so mindful of that just don't do it period 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 I couldn't imagine like I mean I know social media has been a thing and we did grow up major like kind of with it like the middle school high school age but I could not imagine growing up with TikTok no in like a middle school age just because let's say like I don't know we all clearly like posting and I would assume that (laughs) our young selves would probably be posting too maybe it'd be like different content who knows but regardless I think we'd all be posting and or have a TikTok account or have a TikTok account and if I received comments like that at that age I don't think I'd handle it as well as I would handle it now of course because you're young and you're naive like that's not something that young children should be dealing with when they're already dealing with the struggle of them thinking those things about themselves. So having other people say it to them too, you don't need that. It's not necessary. Yeah. Right. Like it's just, it's unfair that yeah. people do that. Yeah. Like they don't think. Yeah. Well, with that said, I think that's probably why we are being so open today talking about our experience. Cause I know growing up, I wish I would have had um, someone to look up to or someone to look at and their experiences their experiences and relate to because there was a time where I felt very alone in what I experienced so this is why I'm sure you both agree like speaking out about this and talking about it I am I at least for me like I'm so passionate about it as you guys know I make so much content about like body dysmorphia and body image issues on my TikTok because not because I'm like trying to like I don't even know what I would be doing. Brag. I don't know. But because... (laughs) Well, it's just spreading awareness too. Yeah, I'm just spreading awareness because I wish that I had that as a younger kid. So... um, It's always good to have some sort of support system and not directly affiliated with you. Something that's more distant, like a social media presence where you can just kind of hear their advice, but you don't have to have a conversation about it. Just listening to different perspectives. Um. And we all have different stories and right. very different experiences. And it goes to show that there's no certain anything that defines anything. Everybody is their own person. They all have their own unique individual experiences with things like this in the dance world. And I think that goes to show like you can't judge a book by its cover at the end of the day. Um, but we probably have more to talk about with this topic this is if, a very large it like, could go into subject that it, can cover a lot of things it could go in many different avenues so if any of you found this helpful or you would like to hear more about it let us know and maybe we can make a part two yeah. or do like a 
Q&A live at some point. But I think that this can just inform and help a lot of dancers and individuals. So as a send off, um, after this episode, go have a nutritious breakfast, lunch or dinner. We're going to go do And a piece of cake. And a piece of cake. If you want a cake, if you don't want cake, <laughs> don't have the cake. Yeah. And just don't have love you your want. body because I think that no matter who you are, these topics can be really heavy. So just do a little self-check-in. Yes. So thank you guys so much for <laughs> listening and tuning in and watching this episode of Bar Chat. And we will see you in two weeks for the next episode and sending love. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye. Thank you.